0: podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. A lot to catch you up on from the weekend that was in BYU sports. We'll look back at BYU's win over Liberty in football, BYU's loss to San Diego State in basketball, and catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports from this past weekend like we normally do on a Monday. Today's show brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. Also brought to you today by our good friends over at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of those great companies as today's show rolls on. Let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars. November 11th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for The Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download this show on a Monday. Of course, this is your daily podcast, all focused on BYU. It is available everywhere podcasts are to be found. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, Pocket Casts. I could go on and on, but every podcast provider there is, essentially, you can find this podcast. And we are with you every day, talking BYU sports please hit that follow or subscribe button and make sure you follow us each and every day as we talk BYU sports. Kicking things off today, BYU beats Liberty 31-24. to uh, We had a postcast edition of the podcast late Saturday night that I did, but after I re-watched the film yesterday, there were some things that stood out to me on film about BYU, and none more so than Micah Simon. Micah Simon had a game of games against Liberty. Seven catches, 91 yards, one touchdown receiving. He tossed a 41-yard touchdown pass to Matt Bushman as well in this game. And just really impressed. I'm sorry, 44-yard touchdown pass to Matt Bushman, excuse me. And just really impressed with what Simon showed in this game. He's over 400 yards receiving for the season. It's the most he's had in his BYU career. He had a 300-plus yard season in 2017. Really didn't have a great year last year to be named a team captain. Really disappeared in key spots, it felt like, a year ago. Struggled some injury issues. But I have to say... Micah Simon had a fantastic performance. And it's not just the stuff that shows up on the stat sheet. The receptions, leading BYU in receiving, that's great. Throwing a touchdown pass, absolutely awesome. Getting crunched on that touchdown pass, having to go to the injury tent and then come back and play well, also awesome. But he was a man amongst boys, blocking, etc. I was really impressed with what he showed against Liberty. And a guy like that, he is going to be a weapon for the Cougars the rest of this season. There are three games remaining. I would expect that he can push his yardage totals up over 500, 600 yards, maybe even 700 yards if he has big showings going forward. But you can guarantee now he is going to be a marked man in opposing teams' defensive game plans. We've seen uh, Matt Bushman, who we'll talk about here in a moment, get bracketed, double-covered during games when teams say, hey, we're going to have everybody else beat us. Well, Micah Simon is proving to be coming – He's proven that he is becoming one of the more reliable options for BYU's quarterbacks to go to, and it's, it's awesome to see. Uh, Matt Bushman had a great showing in this game as well. Finally got off the schneid a little bit. It seems like the games when teams come in thinking, you know what, we can cover this guy one-on-one. Our safeties and our linebackers can handle him. Matt Bushman feasts on opponents like that. When they bracket him, they make sure that they're not going to let him get open. That's when he struggles, and that's what you would expect from a kid like Matt Bushman to go out there and play like he's playing when he's able to get open he's a proven option he had that 44 yard touchdown pass he broke a tackle on that play took it to the house awesome to see he was targeted multiple times finished with four receptions on the game and I I really like what Matt Bushman is showing and uh, as I did the pre and post game show for the Zone Sports Network for this game with with uh, Will Snowden and after the game Will Snowden and I both agree enjoy Matt Bushman while he is in a BYU uniform it's going to be sooner rather than later that he leaves BYU for the NFL most likely this upcoming offseason if you were to ask me so Bushman finishes the game with four receptions for 86 yards and one touchdown really impressive showing from both him and Micah Simon in the passing game of course Baylor Romney was his normal solid self 23 of 33 262 yards the three touchdowns were awesome the interception uh, let's talk about this for a minute the play calling in this game for BYU I felt like it was a game that the coaching staff came into and said you know what Liberty is pretty weak on defense we can take advantage of them make some of these trick plays work and the trick play that they got Micah Simon that touchdown pass to Matt Bushman worked but but after they get get the ball back at midfield on a on a fumble no it was a fumble it might have been a fumble i don't remember what it was they got the ball back and then they decide to go with a razzle dazzle reverse pass and it ends up in an interception that liberty had covered perfectly I felt like there were multiple decisions in this game by the BYU coaching staff. They're just head-scratchers, even after re-watching the film. The one that's mo- most indefensible for me, thats just this is just my personal opinion, is the fake punt late in the game. You trot out Jake Oldroyd. The weather's great on Saturday night. There was not a cloud in the sky. It hit a high in the 60s that day. and uh, The temperature at game time was 55. And I... <laughs> I don't understand why you would run Jake Oldroyd and have him try and get that first down. I understand the aggressive nature of it all. I understand that part of it, but 48 yards is well within the range of Jake Oldroyd. He has proven that. He's hit multiple 50-yard field goals earlier this season, and I would have just given him that opportunity to kick that ball, give you a 10-point lead, and seal that win. I can understand the coaching staff thinking we're going to be aggressive. I think going back, even though Kalani Sasaki said after the game, "Well, I wanted to." In terms of why they called it, okay, I get that you're defending your position. I think going back, rewatching the film, I think they would have kicked the kicked that um, had they had their druthers and given another opportunity to go back and replay that. I just, I, I don't get that call in that situation. I also understand that I'm a armchair analyst, I freely admit that. I, I'm looking back and hindsight's twenty twenty and all this stuff, but it just seems like to me that that was a that was a baffling, baffling uh, call there. Um a couple of other guys I wanted to st- talk about that stood out to me. Max Tooley, really impressive, led the team with, led BYU with nine total tackles, five of them solo, had a big pass breakup as well as a tackle for loss in this game. He is developing into a steady, reliable option at linebacker for BYU. Austin Lee played extremely well once again, five solo tackles and a pass breakup of his own. And I have to say, Keenan Peely coming back off injury, got the lone sack on the night on a six-man pressure. He had four solo tackles, that one sack, and of course also a tackle for loss. And it's good to see a young man like that back out on the field because Peely, he has all the talent to be a leading Part of the BYU linebacking core going forward, he just needs to stay healthy. He's dealt with multiple injury concerns this season, and him seeing him back on the field is a positive development. So I really liked what I saw from him after rewatching the film. He's a guy who I feel like is an every down line every down linebacker if he's healthy, and that's the biggest thing is just keeping him healthy. And I would expect going forward, as long as he is ready to go, you're going to see him play a big role in BYU's defense. I know a lot of people wondered about Kyrus Tonga in this game to rewatching in the film, he faced double and triple teams all night long. And the times he didn't, he made big plays. He had the big tackle for loss late in the game for BYU. It ended up being, yeah, it was a tackle for loss. Four solo tackles for him in this game, uh, the one tackle for loss. And just very impressive. But he was bottled up by what Liberty did on offense. And I have to give credit to Liberty. I wanted to mention this. I mentioned this a little bit in the postcast edition of the podcast I did Liberty came in with a great game plan. There is no doubt about it. They sold out to stop BYU's running run game as if at all possible. BYU finished the night with 162 yards so a decent outing, but not the outing you probably expected if, the, if you're the BYU coaching staff. And then also on the offensive side of things, well guess what? Liberty understood that BYU still struggles against the run. They ran the ball effectively. They double and triple teamed guys like Kairos Tonga and Uriah Leatawa when they were on the field. BYU got exposed a little bit here in still learning what they need to do to become an elite defensive unit and I think that Liberty came in with a great game plan. I, I tip my cap to Hugh Freeze and his offensive coaching staff and his coaching staff in general. They came in with a great game plan and they battled and battled and battled and I'm gonna I'm going to say right now, Liberty in the coming seasons, with all the money they've invested in their athletics department, they're going to be a force in college football, in my mind, unless something unforeseen happens. They are investing a lot of money. They're going to recruit, I think, relatively well. They're a unique university, kind of like BYU, with an honor code and the like. But I would expect you're going to see uh, Liberty become a bigger player as the years go on, as they recruit at a higher level. Obviously, they're just in their second year as an FBS program. But I was impressed with the, what they brought to Provo. They came in playing fast and loose, BYU wide Was the heavily favored team and played like it. I thought at points, but my my goodness! Credit to what Liberty brought to Provo, and I'm looking forward to future matchups between these two teams because I think they're going to be pretty exciting going forward. All right, so there you go. Some of my thoughts, some of my takeaways from BYU as they beat Liberty 31 to 24. I feel like it was a hard-earned win for BYU, a lot harder-earned than I think BYU fans might have liked because I saw a lot of angst on social media after this game, and I get it. You would have rather seen BYU run these guys out the door, but such as it is, BYU won the game. They're 5-4 and four on the season, and now they're going to get bowl-eligible this week as they take on Idaho State. They have UMass after that, and then San Diego State. BYU is still on track to be sitting with seven wins going into that San Diego State game, battling for an eighth win, and that's all you can ask right now. Win the game set in front of you. Don't worry about anything else. Just go out there and win the games. All right, well, coming up next, we'll talk... Alright, coming up here in just a second, we'll talk a little bit more about BYU basketball. They lose to San Diego State, now turn their attention to Southern Utah this week, as well as a big game at Houston. We'll talk a little bit more about what I saw from that after rewatching that game as well. we'll of course, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports here in, little bit, in a little bit as well, as we are your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Before we do that, though, do need to remind you guys that our d- title sponsor on this podcast is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. They share a faith-based bond with all of their members. They also celebrate the unique goals and passions of their individual members. They're asking everybody right now, what is your focus? What is your why? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home loan to save some money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything. And with rates still low, now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket. With a no-cost refinancing from Deseret First, you can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing, folks, and get save yourself up to potential potentially hundreds of dollars a month. You heard me right. Potentially hundreds of dollars a month. The DFCU mortgage team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Whether it's your first home, fifth home, or an investment property, they are ready to help you. Call them, 801-456-7070. That's 801-456-7070. Or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-term mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. BYU had their big doubleheader Saturday as BYU faced off against the San Diego State Aztecs in basketball before facing off against Liberty in football and BYU basketball at the Marriott Center. Lost to the Aztecs 76-71. to 71. It was San Diego State's first game in Provo since 2011 and this was a game that was there for the taking for BYU, and rewatching this, the first half BYU shot the three extremely poorly. I believe three of ten in the first half, and if had they shot the ball, it maybe hit two or three more of those threes, this is a different ball game. And I, and you always can look back and say, you know what, hindsight's twenty twenty. You do this, things change, etc. But in that first half, BYU did not shoot it well. We all know that uh, BYU's three point shooting is me their differentiator until the Yoli Child is able to get back on the court for BYU. He missed a second of nine games that he was suspended by the NCAA for against San Diego State. So still got a little while yet before you see him back on the field. But when BYU shoots the ball well, like they did in their season opener against Cal State Fullerton, they're going to win games. And in the second half, BYU came out and played extremely well on the defensive side of the ball, started shooting the ball a little bit better. But then with about four minutes to go, so uh, let's take you back here. TJ Hawes makes a jump shot with 4.18 to go. That puts BYU up 65-60. to And At that point, BYU had absolutely held San Diego State down, had fended off pretty much every advance that the Aztecs had brought to their forefront. But from that point on, Jordan Shackle hits a three-pointer with 3.48 to go. Aguek Arop hits a jumper with 3.07 to go to make it 65-65. Then TJ Haas counters with 2.40 to go to make a layup to make it 67-65. And then they push it to 65-65. by Alex Barcelo making a layup just about 30 seconds later with 2.15 to go. The Cougars called a timeout there, and from that point on, it was all San Diego State. And BYU struggled to find that San Diego State shooters from that point on. You had Jordan Schockel make a three-point jumper out of that timeout. They brought San Diego State within 69-68. to 68. Then Matt Mitchell gets fouled, makes two free throws that put San Diego State ahead 70-69. to 69. And from that point forward, BYU never leads again from a minute 26 on. And it felt like in this game, BYU struggled late to shut down the shooters for San Diego State. It was a defensive miscue. I don't know if they just were... I don't know how to describe it. Re- rewatching it, BYU had their opportunity to win this game. Had they defended the three-point line a little bit better, a little bit, a uh, little bit closer up on San Diego State shooters, followed them a little bit closer, gotten a body on them, etc. Maybe it's a different story for BYU. But alas, it is what it is, and the Cougars fall to one and one on the season as they get ready to take on Southern Utah this coming Wednesday night in the Maui Gym Maui Invitational campus game. Uh, BYU will host the Southern Utah Thunderbirds, a rare matchup, funny enough, in the history of BYU basketball. They have not played the Thunderbirds from Southern Utah out there in Cedar City very often, but... That's coming up this week, followed by a very quick turnaround Friday night as they take on Houston in Houston. And that's a big time matchup for BYU. That their shooting will need to be on point. So I think looking at this game, it's a disappointing loss. There's no doubt about that for BYU basketball, dropping a 76 to 71 ball game. There's no doubt you don't want to lose early in the season, especially against the San Diego State team, who's expected to be one of the better teams in the Mountain West Conference. But this is a game you can learn from if you're BYU because BYU battled and battled and battled. But then in the final few minutes of this game, they let it slip away from them due to some defensive miscues and their inability to hit big shots when it mattered most. And that's one thing I also probably should have mentioned there. BYU, BYU's inability to counter the three-point shots and San Diego State's offense with shots of their own down the stretch killed them as well but that last four minutes and change of this game, BYU had been rolling, rolling, rolling felt like, okay, they've got a big opportunity here to take a win on their home court over San Diego State, it would be a nice feather in the cap early in the season for the Cougars, but then they couldn't find their offense late in the game and could not defend the three-point line in particular from San Diego State, and as it is, they, they, have, they suffer a five-point loss at the hands of the Aztecs and now get ready to face off against Southern Utah, who's going to come in with a lot of confidence. They're coming off a double overtime victory, as I noted in our postcast Saturday night. They went to Nebraska. They went to Lincoln and beat the Nebraska Cornhuskers 79-78. to Todd Simon, head coach of Southern Utah, has been slowly building the Thunderbirds into a solid program, and they're coming in here into Provo to the Marriott Center with a lot of confidence sitting at 2-0 on the season, and now BYU needs to regroup a little bit and get ready for that game in the quick turnaround Friday night against Houston on the road. So there you go. Some of my takeaways after rewatching that San Diego State game. Like I said, it was a game that BYU struggled and you, you don't want to take that loss, but at the same time, there are things to be taken away. There's positives because BYU defended, by and large, very good for 36 of the 40 minutes in this game. And even you can make it 38 minutes, I thought, for the most part. But in the final two minutes, their defense failed them. And their inability to get shot, make shots in the first half as well as down the stretch in the second half really did them in. And you can learn from that if you're Mark Pope and his staff. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU basketball as they get ready for Southern Utah this coming Wednesday night. Interested to see how they respond against the Thunderbirds at the Marriott Center at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Of course, a lot going on when it comes to the Cougars. We want to keep you guys up to date each and every day with everything going on with the BYU Athletic Department, a lot of programs, top-level programs, in fact, playing and we'll catch up on all of that here in just a moment before we do that though reminder for you guys that uh, when it comes to ed it's something you can you can manage and guess what roman can help you help help you out with that with roman you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ed all from the comfort and privacy of your own home just go to get roman.com locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping all right, guys, we'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, do want to remind you guys that All Guard Pest Control is one of our proud sponsors here on Locked On Cougars and can't thank them enough for their continued support of the show. Seth Baird and his team are the best of the best when it comes to pest control issues. They're a local company based right here in Utah and capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front for whatever you need in terms of your pest control services. They offer two unique programs. They have a quarterly service, which allows, uh, which allows you to not have to worry about having creepy crawly things come out any time of the year they come out once every three months does all guard pest control treat you for that season's hot spots in terms of pests make sure that barrier around your home stays strong and there's nothing crawling into your home that you'll have to worry about seeing or having crawl out when you don't want to see it It gives you that peace of mind they also have one-time services if you only need one-time service for a certain thing they'll come out and make sure you're taken care of and that way you don't have to worry about whatever it is and also don't have to worry about them making you sign a contract that's the big thing. They'll come out, treat you the one time, and they're not going to say, hey, you know what? We need you to sign this contract that requires us to come out X number of times to follow up. They'll take care of you the one time, and they'll leave you alone. Seth and his team are massive BYU fans, so when you give them a call, we'll give you the phone number here in just a minute. Tell them that Locked On Cougars and J Catch sent you, and they'll make sure that you are taken care of. They take care of everybody, but they particularly love taking care of Locked On Cougars listeners. They have awesome online reviews, absolutely incredible up and down the board. You can go online and check them out, or give them a call 801 851 1812 or check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com, guys. Once again, All Guard Pest Control phone number 801 851 1812 or go online to allguardpestcontrols.com. As we close out this Monday edition of Locked On Cougars, I want to thank you guys once again for your downloading the show. Please subscribe, rate, and review those star reviews, particularly the Apple Podcasts, are worth their weight in podcast gold. So I want to thank you guys in advance for doing the work and spending a moment giving us those star reviews because they really do help us out, get the word out about this podcast. And can thank you guys enough in advance for making sure that this podcast can use to build and build in terms of its audience size. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. Alright, catching you up on everything else going on in BYU sports. Let's start off with the number 4 ranked women's soccer team. I think they're going to move up in the national rankings once again, but they completed the first undefeated season in program history with an 8-1 demolition of Loyola Marymount on Saturday night. A fantastic year, there is no doubt, for Jennifer Rockwood's team. They're going to find out where they are seated in the NCAA tournament coming up here uh, today. It'll be at 2.30pm Mountain Time. The NCAA tournament selection show takes place. You can watch it live on NCAA NCAA.com if it hasn't passed when you listen to this podcast. But BYU, 18-0-1 in the, on their season. Just a fantastic year all the way around for the Cougars, winning their second straight West Coast Conference Championship. Just a fantastic deal. And can't uh, wish congratulations to Jennifer Rockwood enough for the standout season that the Cougars have had. I'm hopeful they get one of the top seeds and not, don't get dropped down because the NCAA has done that to the Cougars in the past. They deserve to be a top seed this year. They have been lights out. The seniors have been awesome this year. BYU has been great offensively. They've just absolutely rocked and rolled. Elise Flake leads BYU with 18 goals on the season. She is currently fifth in the BYU record record book for career goals with 38 of her own. Michaela Coulihan had her 13th and 14th goals in that demolition of Loyola Marymount. She is 17th in the record book for BYU with 22 career goals. And BYU, man, They are lights out, and here's hoping they get that top seed and they'll be hosting some games at Southfield in the upcoming NCAA tournament. Catching up on the other sports in BYU's athletic department, number 11, BYU women's volleyball swept San Francisco 25-17, 25-14, 25-23 on Saturday to improve to 22-3. They're 13-1 in West Coast conference play. The Lady Cougars continue to rock and roll. They get a chance to get some revenge on San Diego, who has handed them their lone loss in the conference season. Uh, They'll be playing at San Diego this coming Friday at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. San Diego sits 20-5 on the season, 13-1 in their own right in West Coast Conference play. So the Cougars looking for some revenge on the road at the Slim Jim, Jenny Craig Pavilion in San Diego this coming weekend. Um, One thing I wanted to add also, I forgot about this, is on the women's soccer side of things, Sabrina Davis, Lizzie Braby, Michaela Coolahan, and Elise Flake have been named to the 2019 COSIDA Academic All-District 8 second team. So congratulations to all four players. They're getting it done on the field as well as in the, in the classroom. Uh, all four of them standout players for the Cougars. And it's that undefeated season for the Lady Cougars as they roll on into the NCAA tournament here. One final note before we go today is that BYU women's basketball opened up their season with a disappointing 67-50 loss to Washington State and Pullman over the weekend. Paisley Johnson led the Cougars with 19 points in the game. Jasmine Moody had a career-high 14, but it was not enough as the Cougars lost in a blowout to Washington State. Uh, BYU will be back in action at home this coming uh, this coming Thursday when they take on Texas A&M Kingsville at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. It will be streamed on the BYU TV app and online if you want to watch the game there. But tough loss to start the season for the women's basketball team, and we'll see how they do going forward this season as they take on Texas A&M Kingsville. This is a program that has expectations to make the NCAA tournament, and opening the season with a loss like that. You know, leave a little bit of a bitter taste in their mouth and I think they'll bounce back just fine. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. Before we go today, though, I do want to give a special shout-out to all the veterans who serve, have served, or have played the ultimate sacrifice for all of us here in America, and as well as around the country. Of course, Veterans Day is formerly known as Armistice Day, commemorating the end of the Armistice that ended World War I just over 100 years ago, a century ago, in Europe. The war to end all wars, as they called it. I studied history in college, of all things, if you guys can believe it. I do podcasting and sports radio for my profession, but I studied history, and World War One is a fascinating period in world history, obviously, and can't thank all of the veterans out there enough for their support and their just their willingness to go and serve. That's the biggest thing. So if you have a veteran in your life that you're close to, a family member, a friend, etc., make sure to thank them today. Give them a call. Give them a hug. Thank them for their service because it doesn't go unnoticed what they do on our behalf to allow us to talk about BYU sports every day in a podcast, speaking of myself. I'm very thankful to all of those who have served. I'm most thankful to those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice in defense of our freedoms. And this goes worldwide. This is not something that is just America. Veterans Day is a worldwide phenomenon. And just wanted to give a special shout out to all veterans who have served, are serving, or like I said, who have paid the ultimate sacrifice in defense of our freedoms and can't thank them enough. All right. Follow the show on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LockedOnCougars. You can follow my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. I'd love to hear from you guys. love to get more of a listener mailbag segment going on once again with the podcast. So if you have questions about BYU sports, you have thoughts on them, Please send them in to our social media accounts. You can send them in via email, byu at gmail.com. And hopefully we'll get some questions and do that later on this week. Of course, we'll recap BYU's press conference today for football with you guys on tomorrow's edition of the podcast, catching up with former Cougars and the pros. So always a lot to get to each and every day on this daily podcast, all focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy whatever's left of your Monday. This has been Locked on Cougars for November 11th. 2019. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.